Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and glad you're joining us today as we take a moment to listen to some reflections from some of Covenant Academy's Grand Tour students. If you remember from a previous episode we had earlier in our podcast series, we spoke to several students who were very excited for this opportunity. The Grand Tour uh, as a reminder, is a, a trip that happens every two years and allows junior and senior students at Covenant Academy to travel uh, to uh, Italy and Greece and partake in not only the culture, but also having the experience of understanding history and being able to see it firsthand. This year, there was a change due to the COVID-19 pandemic And the students had to quickly come together and uh, develop an alternative travel plan. Instead of Italy and Greece, they were going to uh, Ireland and Scotland. So now we'll listen to some of the reflections from that experience and hear how the trip uh, impacted the lives of three students, Marshall Angst, Avery Boyd, and Abby Swearingen. For those of you who are road warriors, you know that a delay on a flight can be quite disruptive. Add on top of that feeling under the weather, and it can become downright unbearable. This is what Marshall Angst experienced firsthand with the other Grand Tour students, with one significant difference. Listen in as Marshall shares with us his Grand Tour reflection and the eight words that captured it all. There's a glass and a half in everyone. This is the first thing I read as I stepped off the tour bus onto the cobblestone streets of the Temple Bar District in Dublin. This was my first official step into Ireland. Up to that point, I'd only been at the airport and in the tour bus. But now, after 10 plus enduring hours of travel, I was officially in Ireland standing in the heart of Dublin, directly immersed in its culture. I was excited. And for some reason, I honestly couldn't tell you why, this sign caught my eye. There's a glass and a half in everyone, it read. Obviously, I'd never heard that before. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't have the slightest clue. But in my state of jet lag and sleep deprivation, I took an immediate liking to it. Maybe a little too much. In fact, I'll admit, I walked around the rest of that day saying, in a completely shameful attempt at an Irish accent, I won't even try for you. There's a glass and a half in everyone. It was fun. It was a running joke. And it set the mood for this spontaneous trip in a country we unfortunately had little prior knowledge about. However, as I've now returned home and begun reflecting upon my trip, I've realized that this saying, this seemingly silly gag, has so much more meaning to it. In fact, 
it perfectly summarizes our Grand Tour experience in Ireland. I've done some research, and apparently, this sign that I saw in the Temple Bar District and in countless other areas around Dublin over the next couple days was a new marketing campaign throughout the UK and Australia for the Cadbury Chocolate Company. While it may not have been the most effective campaign in my opinion, I didn't even know that it was an advertisement until I got home and Googled it. It does hold a strong message. The phrase is a play off the glass half empty, glass half full dichotomy. According to a spokesman for Cadbury, the promotion is meant to shine light on the stories of human connection that bring people closer together in our busy world. It's a celebration of the little moments that connect us, the small, often seemingly insignificant moments of authentic human connection and the attitudes they're ruled by. Let's all be honest. It's easy to overlook these small moments that happen in our everyday lives. We are so often, especially in today's society, only focused on the grand scheme of things. And generally, we're only focusing on our grand scheme of things. That's our plans, our desires, our goals, our success. We live life and move, and move so fast-paced that we ignore the little things. We don't make time for them. And we generally don't carry an attitude capable of fostering such moments and responses and interactions. However, this was not the case during our trip to Ireland. Our group truly embodied the glass and a half in everyone motto, unbeknownst to us at the time. I'd now like to take a moment and tell you about that. As most of you know, the Grand Tour did not go as planned. It was a very bumpy ride. Our destinations and travel plans changed multiple times within two weeks of the trip due to the spread of the coronavirus, and we didn't know where we were going less than a week from departure. Now, in the end, we ended up going to Ireland instead of the usual trip to Greece and Italy. Now, travel was understandably a little hectic, and our layover was very tight, but we eventually made it to Dublin. And the first few days went amazing. However, things took a quick turn on the evening of day three. Two of my classmates got quickly and heavily sick. And I'll spare the details, but as their roommate, let me just say, it was not pretty. We stayed up extremely late that night, cleaning up and attempting to help doctor them back as much as we could. The next morning, on very little sleep, the whole group, minus those two sick boys and Mr. Sim, who had to stay behind, traveled three hours to Belfast. And that was a fun day. We even unexpectedly got to play outside in the snow that night. However, after everyone went to bed, I started experiencing symptoms of sickness. Bad symptoms. When we woke up at 4.30 the next morning, I found two more of my friends to be sick. I barely made it out of the hotel room that morning. But I did, and I got on the bus and we drove two hours to get on the ferry to Scotland. As we pulled up to the ferry, we received word that President Trump was closing the borders and we were coming home five days early and quick. We immediately turned around and drove two more hours to the Dublin airport. And while the sick members, all the while, the sick members of the group and I were dying from pain and misery of this terrible sickness. This pain and misery only got worse over the next 24 hours, but travel had to continue. We were on a time crunch to get back to the States. 
So we sat in the Dublin airport for 10 hours and then took a short flight to Germany. The next morning we boarded a plane headed for Houston. These travel conditions were obviously not ideal for anyone, but it was especially difficult for those of us who were sick, so greatly sick. Now, I don't tell you all of this to make you feel pity for me and my group. In fact, despite being so utterly sick, I had a blast. I'd do it all over again. Well, maybe not the sick part. But sure, the trip maybe wasn't the most ideal. But as I said earlier, our group fully embodied the glass and a half in everyone attitude in the midst of all this chaos, struggle, and pain. In times of worry and stress about our future plans, we comfort each other and work together. In times of late night cleaning and doctoring, people kindly stayed up with me and lent a huge helping hand. It was such a blessing. And they may not feel the same way, but that night was honestly fun and built great relationships, despite the conditions. In times of prolonged, miserable sickness, people loved and helped the helpless in ways that you can't imagine. The trip was trouble from the beginning, I'll admit that, but our group was greater than that. We had a responsible, positive, and loving attitude the whole way through and through. We could have easily complained. The trip could have easily been terrible. And maybe the surroundings sort of were. But we had this attitude going in, and it made for an amazing trip in every moment through every little act. I'm proud of how we all responded and leaned in together as we relied on God and loved each other. And I'm more than grateful for God's providential hand through it all. Thank you. I hope you all are staying safe. God bless. Another one of the amazing benefits traveling outside of your home country affords is the opportunity to immerse yourself in the beauty and richness of a new culture and country by taking the wonderful steps of seeing the world through the eyes of others. As junior Avery Boyd shares, she was able to experience this concept firsthand and had a front row seat to what truly made her experience one she will never forget. Hi, Patriots. My name is Avery Boyd, and I'm a junior here at Covenant Academy. As many of you know, every other year, the juniors and seniors go on what we like to call the Grand Tour. Most years, they go to places like Greece and Italy. However, COVID-19 had a different plan for us. Starting from the beginning of the school year, the junior and senior class began preparing for our trip to Italy. We went through what we had to pack, the currency, culture, and even learned a little bit of Italian. However, as we got closer to the departure date, things started to change. Due to COVID-19, we did not know if we were able to go to Italy, let alone go on the Grand Tour. About a week before our departure date, our trip had completely changed. Rather than going to Italy, Greece, Athens, and Florence, we were going to Ireland and Scotland. To be completely honest, at the time, things were a little crazy and we didn't know what was going to happen. 
However, I think we are all super excited that we are still able to go on our trip. So we packed our bags and left for Ireland. Words can't explain how beautiful it is there. It was crazy to see how different their culture is compared to ours. Most of the buildings are pretty old, which might sound weird, but are completely different than what we see here in Cyprus. Throughout our trip, we had many times where we were able to split into small groups and explore the city. Some groups went to museums, others restaurants, and others went shopping. I really enjoyed going to all of the museums. I think my favorite was definitely the Titanic Museum. Who knew that the Titanic was built in Ireland? Clearly not me. We went to other museums like the Art Museum and the Epic Museum. Both were amazing in their own ways. What I found most interesting about the Art Museum was how similar their art is compared to ours. The Epic Museum was also an amazing interactive experience. This museum on Irish immigration really helped shed light on their culture. Now you might be thinking, this museum is epic, which it was. However, EPIC truly stands for Every Person is Connected. When looking back on the trip, another thing I really enjoyed was how we began each day. After breakfast, we would get on the bus and recite a liturgy in Philippians 2, 3-11. Though, at the time, I did not make, think much of it, looking back, it really started off our day on the right foot. Not only did these verses tell us to focus on our relationships with one another, but also focus on our relationship with God. This really put us in a great mindset in the morning. On our fourth day, we got up pretty early to leave for Scotland. However, due to traveling bans, we had to come back to America. So rather than heading to Scotland, we stayed in the airport for about nine hours got on a plane to Germany, spent the night there, and then headed back to Houston the next day. Overall, though this trip was a little bit of a roller coaster due to COVID-19, I learned many things. First, I learned how amazing my friends are. On the last two days of the trip, I got sick with a stomach bug and felt pretty miserable. However, everyone was super kind and helpful during this time. I had people carrying my bags, people getting me food and drinks, and others who would just sit and talk to me. It was super comforting to know that I had friends who truly cared about me. Another thing that I learned was really to put my trust in God no matter what situation we were going through. Even before we left, we had to trust God that we were getting to go on our trip. We had to trust Him during travel, that we would be safe, and that we would be able to come back to America. This really changed my perspective on traveling. I realized how stressful it is planning a vacation and how sometimes we have to stop and trust in God. This was truly a trip I will never forget. I am so thankful for everyone who got to go on it with me. Phrases like roller coaster and last minute were ideas that were par for the course for the Grand Tour students. Learning how to adapt to quickly changing circumstances was a life lesson that the students didn't see coming. 
Nevertheless, as Abby Swearingen shares, it is often in the uncomfortable experiences that we learn to rely on the one who is good and faithful in all circumstances. Hi, I'm Abby and I went on the Grand Tour and I just wanted to share some of the reflections I had on the whole experience with you guys. Ask anyone who is involved with this trip and they'll tell you it was a roller coaster from start to finish. The rapidly unfolding COVID-19 outbreak during our planning stages left us to make multiple hard decisions, many of which were just changed the next day. We went from enjoying our Grand Tour class, learning the customs and languages of Italy, to wondering if we would have a trip at all. Since the virus was so unpredictable, deciding when and where we should take the trip was very hard. After many debates, meetings, and plans, we finally got on a plane to Ireland. We spent the first couple days exploring Dublin and enjoying its rich culture and history. We wandered along the streets shopping, explored some really cool museums, and of course ate some really good food. Then on the third day, we went on to Northern Ireland. We had a bus tour there that showed us some really moving political art, and we had lunch in the bustling capital. Later, we moved on to a snowy little town in Edinburgh and our cozy hotel room for the night. For once, the situation felt in our control. I remember talking to Kylie that night about how we had experienced so much already that it felt like the trip could be over. We would be getting on a ferry to Scotland that next morning, though, so we were looking forward to our adventure just beginning. Looking back, I'm realizing that the moments that we felt the most control in were always followed by something we didn't plan. Early that morning, we woke up to many of us being sick or nauseous, and some more bad news. The United States set a travel ban, so we were being sent home instead of getting on the ferry. We spent the whole day in the airport, waiting on our flight. So we had a lot of time to process what was happening. But so much was happening that I think we didn't even have enough time to process it. The whole time I was sitting in that airport chair, the phrase, Lord willing, kept popping into my mind. It was a phrase that I had heard my whole life, but I never fully understood. I thought that my future was in my hands. Maybe subconsciously, but I still thought it. It wasn't until our group was completely powerless in a foreign country that it hit me. Yes, we were under the subjection of our tour company and of the government, but ultimately, we're under the subjection of God. Instead of planning the trip by my own wisdom, I should have been looking to God to see where he was working, because he was working in big ways. Those couple days were a little scary, but they also drew us so much closer to each other as a group and to God, because we couldn't rely on our own strength and wisdom anymore. We were forced into a posture of being completely dependent, which was uncomfortable. After reflecting on it, though, I realized how much of a blessing it was. The fact that as a group, we knew that we weren't alone, that there was a bigger power than the travel ban, bigger than the coronavirus. Not only that, 
but this power is our good and faithful God. I kept thinking of all the travelers across the world in the same situation as us that didn't have that assurance. And I felt so lucky for our good God. Now that I've had this experience that made me hand over my plans to him, I don't know how I did it before. That peace that comes with knowing that God that faithfully holds all things in the world together is also holding my future together has brought me so much more peace than I could ever bring myself by trying to control everything. James 4, 3 tells us, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Our plans being changed was a trial, but it was also a huge blessing. And I thank God for working through that trip. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed, feel free to contact us on our website at covenantcypress.org.